Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome to another show of Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. And what a week it's been in Greyhound racing across the, the country, of course. In Victoria on Saturday night, we saw the Group 1 Melbourne Cup uh, taken out by Yachi Bale in a breathtaking win. The Group 1 Bold Trees, uh, the New South Wales trained Stagger Outley, went down there and beat the Victorians at their own game. Closer to home, we saw the Casino Cup run last Friday and a brilliant performance by Take Two, who won at a, a terrific price, beating Respectability and Lewis Rumble. So it's a jam-packed show this morning. We'll chat with connections of both the, the Group 1 Melbourne Cup winner and the Group 1 Bold Trees winner. And we'll also talk with uh, Rod O'Brien if he's available as a lead-in towards the heats of the Group 1 Yapto Megastar this week. It's going to be a terrific show. We'll have for a short break on the other side. We'll chat with Jack Strutt, the rookie trainer who won his first Group 1 with Stagger Outley in the Bold Trees at Sandown on Saturday. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, good speed out from Untapped, and Untapped is going to lead to the first turn from quarter, and it's outside. Lakeview Patsy gets up to second now. Behind them was Golden Quest on the inside of it, Corboard Magic. Well back was Moraine Susie, and then Amani Bale and Stagger Out Leah's last. Untapped leads the way by two on quarter in second. Third was Corboard Magic running on, clear of Golden Quest. Well back Lakeview Patsy, and then came Moraine Susie's a mile off them. Off the back straight, still untapped the leader. Trying to get it was quarter on the outside, Corboard Magic, then Golden Quest. Untapped into the straight, out deep, Corborn Magic, charging, Stagger out, Lee! Wow! Stagger out, Lee's come from last and one. Second quarter, third Corborn Magic, then Golden Quest, and behind them was Untapped who knocked up Lee. Yeah, that was the last to first Group 1 win of Stagger out, Lee in the bowl trees on Saturday night, and we're joined by her trainer now, Jack Strutt. Good morning to you, Jack. Morning, Matt. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, firstly, a massive congratulations to you. Your first group one, has it sunk in yet? Uh, yeah, it sunk in on Sunday uh, when I got home and started replying to everyone's messages and that. So, yeah, no, it was good. And uh, post-race on, on Saturday night, how were the, the celebrations? I'm sure they would they, they would have been long and long and fruitful on Saturday. <laughs> uh, they were for mum and dad. Um, I jumped back in the van and Got home that night, so I wasn't home until about five o'clock in the morning. And but um, yeah, yesterday went out for a few beers and that with some mates and celebrated a bit. Outstanding, and and just talk us through obviously being a, a rookie trainer, one of the first greyhounds you've you've trained, and to take out one of the biggest staying races in the country it must be a pretty surreal feeling. I would have thought. Yeah, it is surreal. Like like you said, I've only trained a handful of dogs and. Some, when a race like this so early on, it yeah, sort of never thought it happen. And with with her herself, it's it's probably a, a I guess a case of her being completely in the zone, and she's she's probably changed her racing pattern a little bit. You, you go back a, a few months, and she was up on speed and may have been a little bit vulnerable at the end of the seven hundred, but her. From from Wagga when she won the the marathon down there where she was just a powerful stayer there and then going to Melbourne and she was she's getting back and really finishing it off well has has there been anything you've done with her training wise to to help her 
I guess, change her racing pattern to be able to run out a strong 700? Um, not particularly. Like, I dropped her back from the 700s when she sort of looked like she was losing her speed, and I put her back down to six and, you know, try to get the speed back in her legs. And then, yeah, as you said, the whole race pattern sort of changed. So it was a bit against the, the plan, really. But, yeah, no, she's always been a strong dog. And, like, I think Sunday... Her split, her run at home was about 10.77, I believe, which, you know, I knew she'd probably be the only dog in the race breaking 11, but to, to get home that hard, I didn't really see that coming. And as far as the race itself is concerned, at what stage did you think, oh, I'm a chance of winning this race? I imagine <laughs> it was maybe on, on the post. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I the, the race sort of planned out how I thought it would early and, I thought we'd have to be up in front of the five, sort of on the leader's heels to be a chance running them over the top late. But, um, yeah, I think coming into the home turn, probably half way down the straight was the first time I started cheering for us. So, um, yeah, I believe yeah. she pulled it off still. Yeah, it was a, a remarkable finish. And, and I know from just being on social media, a lot of the, a lot of the comments were, were about Boltrice himself and that was the way he used to win his races so it must give you a lot of satisfaction as well to to hear those comments to uh, off the back of one of the all-time greats of greyhound racing yeah it is like um and we had norm there to to present the trophy after the race which was a huge honor and um you know like even in my time away from the industry it was dogs like tornado tears and ribbon sam that sort of piqued me interest again and you know, that's the type of performances they brought off and it's, you know, a real exciting sort of race style. Yeah, my word it is. And what's the plans with her going forward now? Obviously, being in Wagga, it's probably a little difficult with so much travel, whether you come to Sydney or you go back to, to Victoria. What's the, the plans with her in the next couple of months? Um, she's nominated for the Newcastle Cup Heats on Friday. And then from there, we'll... Um, We'll have to make an assessment whether we go down to sale or hopefully get an invitation to the Christmas cheer up at Wentworth Park. Um, she's, you know, she's like the type of bitch that needs a couple of looks at a track, and she's only had the the one trial at sale. So if we're going to go that way, we'd have to um, probably give her a few starts there before the heat. So we'll just have to see how she goes on a Friday night and go from there. Yeah, well, it's a, a nice little problem to have and. With so so much good staying races coming up in the the next month or so, it's uh, 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 like I said, it's a nice problem uh, for you to have. So, second, again, big congratulations uh, to you! Massive thrill to win the Group One Bowl Trees with Stagger Out Lee, and I'm sure uh, in the next month or so, wherever she goes, she's going to be very hard to beat. So, good luck for the future, and again, congratulations on her win on Saturday. Yes, yeah, sweet. Thanks for that, Matt. No problem. There's Jack Strutt who. Train Stagger out leader in the Group 1 bold trees, and as you can just hear that, he's still in a little bit of shock that she was able to pull off that fantastic win coming from last. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Jan Wheeler to talk about her Melbourne Cup champ, Yachi Bale. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. 
Racing, even line, speed in the centre from Fernando Mick, courses wide. Plake have got a paddock to drive through underneath it. They get clear on Paddy Watts, Pats and Titan Blazer. Behind them was Yachi Bale. On the inside was El Dorado. Clear then of Zippy Tesla. Vice grip second last. Paddy wants pass last. Plater took the lead off the back from Fernando Mick. Behind them was Titan Blazer. Running on was Yachi Bale. Plater in front. Fernando Mick's coming again. Flying Yachi Bale. Yachi Bale. Yachi Bale over the top has won the Melbourne Cup. Beats Fernando Mick and Plater in a photo for second and third. Fourth was close. Behind them was Zippy Tesla. And then came El Dorado. Titan yeah, that was Yachi Bale winning the Group 1 Melbourne Cup at Sandown on Saturday. And what a brilliant performance it was. He was last going into the first turn. He weaved through and then just let rip with that dazzling finish that he possesses to take out arguably the, the greatest race in this country. And we're joined by his owner now, Jan Wheeler. Good morning to you, Jan. Good morning, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, massive congratulations uh, to yourself. Fifth time winning the the Group One Melbourne Cup. Does it does it get better? Everyone's wonderful. This one was special. I I've never felt the emotion that I felt in this one, and just hearing it again then brought the tears back again. I I couldn't believe it. It's just it was just topped off a, a terrible year. Um, but it's made it that little bit more bearable. Yeah, you've you've certainly had a had a, a a year from from hell for lack of a better word. Just talk us through what it what it meant. Obviously, losing your husband Paul suddenly uh, towards the end of last year, and this the biggest feature, I suppose, since his passing that uh, you guys have been able to win. So just talk us what it what it means to to not only yourself but also uh, your family to. To be back on top of the day as as a, as a Melbourne Cup winner, I think it certainly was um, a lift for Brendan. Brendan had to fill Paul's shoes, and they're very big shoes to fill. But he's doing a remarkable job, and I'm so proud of him. Um, he's struggling. He's struggling with the loss of his dad every single day. But he needed to know that he could do this. I know he can do this, and he's now shown that he can do this. So I'm immensely proud of what he has done. Um, and we are just so grateful for everything. Paul has left us everything in place to do this. Uh, I, we're just um, stunned at the other night. Uh, when I say stunned, we have the best trainers, I think, in the world. All our trainers are phenomenal, and we select them specifically for that reason. We select them for their love of the dogs and, and their caring and, and their nurturing and no better trainers than Lisa and Mark and... I'm just thrilled that they're the ones that got it this time. Yeah, and just talk us through Mark and Lisa's association with you guys. They've been training uh, your dogs for for a lot of a lot of years. They've they've won uh, Group One races for you in the past, but without question, this would have been the the biggest moment of of their career and your association with them. You know, Mark's been with us since he was only young. He was with um, Graham Bate at the time, and he used to handle all the dogs then and ring us with all their wins and so we've been very close to Mark for a long time and then of course along comes Lisa and she just added to it she's just wonderful she they even come and visit me now and I mean it's a long trip from Melbourne to Young um just because I'm on my own and you couldn't get better people to see them win this now when they're building their house is just phenomenal yeah absolutely a lot of 
a reward for a lot of hard work that they've put in. And now, of course, their their son Miles was part of the team as well, and he's yeah. he's definitely trending in the right direction. I remember when I was in Victoria, and he was he was eight years old, and this little tacker, and just loved the the greyhound racing. Just to see him now a, a massive part of of their kennel. It's it's what greyhound racing is about, I suppose, in that it's a really family orientated sport. Exactly, and he sends me photos of him working with his pups. He's just wonderful with them. He has a real rapport. He's going to be a great trainer, and I'm I'm looking forward to having him on board. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we better talk about the the greyhound himself, Yarchi Bale. <laughs> I guess it's I shouldn't say surprising because he has got so much talent, but maybe a little bit surprising that his Group One came in in the Melbourne Cup. He was probably a, a greyhound I think a lot of people thought when he gets to 600 even beyond that might be his time to, to win a group one did it surprise you that he was actually fast enough to, to win a Melbourne Cup? It did surprise us um, Brendan actually said to Mark, Mark was not intending putting him in he was going to bring him through for the um, sale cup and bring him up through the distance but Brendan said to him look Mark anything can happen in the Melbourne Cup why don't you give him a go he's doing well uh, the whole litter surprised us. We we haven't bred with, we've only just recently bred with the bitch again because we weren't sure what she was going to throw, what she was going to do. Um, we love Alan Deed, but we weren't sure how it was going to click with her, so we waited on this one. So it was a surprise to us as well with the litter, but they're all doing so well. Brendan said to Mark, why not just put him in and put him in and see how he goes? And he's such a happy dog, nothing bothers him. And the rest is history. So what's, exactly. the, what's the plans with him now? Does that change um, your thinking with him going to the Sale Cup? Has there been any interest uh, regarding we, the Phoenix at all, like just with his racing? Well, we don't. Pat- yeah, we, yeah, sorry. No, we don't interfere with the trainers. It's totally up to what Mark and Lisa choose to do. Um, once the, the trainers have our dogs, then we pull back unless we see something bad happening, which we've never had. Um it's, it's totally in their hands. They know the dog. They're working with the dog every day. Um, we try not to interfere with, with their plans. So I haven't heard anything from Mark and Lisa um, to that effect. So at, at this point, I think he's just, I think the Silver Chief, I think they have next, lined up for him and then the Sale Cup. Well, I guess it's a, a pretty nice problem to have, isn't it, to have a greyhound where you can go a number of different ways and you're going to be contesting Group one races. I'm, I'm sure if every dog was like that, you'd be very, very happy indeed. Well, <laughs> a massive congratulations to you watching the, all the vision from from Sandown on on Saturday. You could just sense the the emotion and and certainly a fairy tale win. And and as you touched on with Brendan, a, a, I guess reward for him to and and belief that um, he can follow in 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 Paul's footsteps and. And do just as good a job. So, I'm sure it won't be the last time we get to chat after a big group one in the in the upcoming years. I'd love to talk to you again. I hope there's another big one in the future. I'm sure there will be. Thanks for the chat, Jan, and, and all the best for the future. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Yeah, and you too. There's Jan Wheeler, uh, winning owner of Yachi Bale, after he was brilliant in the Group One Melbourne Cup at Sandown on Saturday night. We'll have for a quick break. On the other side, hopefully Rod O'Brien is there. Otherwise, we'll touch on the Dapto Megastar heats this Thursday night. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
Racing, he's grand, come out nicely, out wide on the track, Sally's reward rushing across now, the drive ahead, he's grand, who's going to bustle through now, they came together, he's grand, holds the lead over Sally's reward, they race five on flashing talk, my margarita, zipping Sapporo and Mac Boyle on the back, he's grand, got the break now, three four links in front of Sally's reward, similar margin, flashing talk, zipping Sapporo, well back now, my margarita, Mac Boyle, but on the corner, he's grand, straightens clear, Sally's reward can't come back, he's grand all the way, defeats Sally's Sally's reward. Third home. Give it the flashing talk over Zimmy Sapporo. A break in the field. My Margarita. Mac Boy, the yeah, that was his grand uh, taking out his, his last start. And we're joined by his trainer now, Rod O'Brien, who's going to play a big hand in the, the Dapto Megastar heats this Thursday night. He'll have three runners. Good morning to you, Rod. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Uh, we'll go through them in in order of the, the heats that they're in. The first one you've got is on the bus. Come up in a a pretty strong heat, but he's he's got a good draw down there on the inside, and he's been going pretty well without winning in recent times. Yes, mate. He um, he's just hit his peak. This dog, he's uh, he turned three year old, and uh, you can see a big improvement in him. Uh, and he just loves the rail. If he can come out, stay on the rail, he'll uh, be very competitive. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's had ten starts from down there in box number one, and. He's won five of them. It's It's been a long while since he's had that inside box. He hasn't had box one since back in, in June and his recent starts. He either draws box two or box five. So yeah. um, how how much does does it mean to him to get that inside and how much improvement do you think we can see because oh, he every, does have that rails draw? Yeah, it's everything for him. Yeah, he uh, he likes to he likes to get over there and then he stalks them. He'll, he'll, he'll just keep pushing and pushing. He won't give in. Uh, the only way they'll beat him is because they'll be too good. But uh, no, that's a top box for him. Top, uh, and it's a good track for him. Um, I, I think it's yeah. I think he'll he'll give uh, a bit of a surprise. I think he, um, just... he he was a dog that won eighteen races without jumping, and when he turned three, he decided to to start jumping. And uh, unfortunately, the first time he done that, he was in the eight, and his grand was in the six. He cut his head off, but he uh, he's uh, he's just no. I, I, I'm liking him for Thursday night. I think he's a very competitive runner. Yeah, just having a quick look at the field here, and it, it could be an advantage with Cayman winning box number four if he can keep the others in. That'll be uh, right at the top of the market. Like, can you smoke them and zipping Kyrgios wide to the first bend? That might just pave the way for him down on the fence. Across to heat number two, you've got how good he's. On the flip side, he's got box number eight in, in what's a, a very hot heat with plenty of speed drawn to his immediate inside. So it makes it pretty hard for him, doesn't it? It does because he's more of a 600 dog these days. But we, we just uh, we put in for a 600 and uh, they couldn't get the field. So um, they asked me if he could go in that. And um, I, 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 I agree because he's um, he'll have a go all the way, but he's just not up to them. Uh, but being in box eight, he likes to get out. He likes to get off. And uh, so he might just go straight and uh, try and go around them. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's a place chance, but uh, like you said, it's a very hot feel. Yeah, it's a, a very strong feel. Maybe his best hope is that those with plenty of speed come together at the first turn and he can sweep around yeah. them, which we've seen a few times at Dapto before. Oh, it's a horror, that turn. Can be, yeah. And uh, your kennel star in the the third heat, he's grand, and 
just having a quick look at the field, he looks to be pretty well drawn down there in box number two. And as a rule, he, he does love Dapto, doesn't he? Mate, he had... I took him down there after, six days after the derby win for the for the collar. He'd never seen the, the place. He'd never even gone that far in a car. And uh, as soon as I seen him go around, I said, oh, this is his track. And I've set him for this race from that night. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've looked at the, the field yourself. I guess it looks a, a nice race for him. Coast model, drawn box one. We know she's got speed. What a tease on his outside. Doesn't have much pace at all. So you would think he's he's going to get some room to, to move to the first corner. And mm. if he can replicate his best form, which we know is up to this level, he's he's going to be right in the in the in the finish. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Well, he can. I'm pretty sure he can run the times that he'll need to to win that race. And he's and he's just getting stronger all the time. He's not two and a half yet, and he's. Uh, I watch him on I'm behind him of a morning uh, on the road, and he's just rippling. You know, he's just nice and bouncy and solid. And he, he's if, uh, if he comes, if he can lead him into the first turn, honestly, I don't think they can beat him. And just on him, has he has he been a little bit frustrating? I know he still is he's quite young, but arguably his best performances have come away from Wentworth Park. Does that? frustrate you a little bit that he hasn't been able to put it all together at headquarters where I guess all the all the big races are? No, because I'm I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing things that probably other people aren't it's, it's just as he's had a lot of bad luck down there. Just things have just never gone right on the night for him, except once when he won. Um I think he'll go back there and uh he'll start his mother done the same thing, you know, I had a Hell of a time with uh, she's green. Uh, I couldn't win it. I couldn't buy a race down there, and then all of a sudden she put eight together. So um, I think he'll come good with it. Like I said, he's not not yet two and a half, and uh, I think he's got it all in front of him. And I guess if he can if he can replicate what she's green did, particularly with the the pause of thunder just around the corner, the Easter egg not too far away. It's a, it's I'll a good time. Happy. It'd, be, it'd be a good time to put it all together, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's that's when it's got. Well, if you look at uh, on the bus and that uh, um, turn and three is a big thing. Uh, he, he, and he, even uh, I'm expecting an improvement from how good too his his brother because he's just turned three. But um, yeah, um, talking to Ted Humphreys one morning there, and he reckons between three and three and a half is their, their peak time. You know, and uh, I've seen it a few times happen. So a lot to look forward to with him. Yeah, absolutely. He's very good, and he'd he'd be the best chance of your trio there on Thursday. Oh, definitely, definitely. And he's nice and relaxed at home. He's just mm-hmm. such a relaxed dog at home. He's a handful at the track because he's so keen, but um, he's getting better at that. Even he's I've noticed coming out in the track now. He's um, he's only ripping one of my arms off, not both of them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's um, uh, no, he's 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 doing all the time and. Uh, He's a real little race dog this way. Yeah, he's put together beautiful. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Well, good luck on Thursday. I'm sure if they all run up to their best, who knows? You might have two, maybe even three, qualify for the Group One Megastar the the following week. So, all the best on Thursday, Rod, and and good luck. Thanks very much, Matt. There's you. Rod O'Brien talking about his trio of runners. At Dapto on Thursday in heats of the Group 1 Dapto Megastar. That'll be the the feature meeting across the country uh, this week. Those heats 
for Heats Adapto on Thursday night. Well, that wraps up this morning's Going Greyhound Show. Podcast will be up online this afternoon. Till next week, take care and many winners.